Welcome to Magical Storybook, a collection of children's stories from around the world. The Happy Prince High above the city, on a tall stone column, stood the beautiful statue of the Happy Prince. His body was covered in thin leaves of fine gold. His eyes were two sparkling sapphires, and a large red ruby glowed in his sword hilt. Oh, how happy the prince looks, the townspeople would say as they wandered through the square. What a pity we can't all be as happy as him. One night, a swallow flew over the city. Winter was coming, and he was flying south to the warmth and the sunshine, finding his way by the stars. All the other swallows had gone weeks before, but this one had lingered behind. Now he was hurrying to join his friends before the snows arrived. When the swallow saw the golden prince at the top of the stone column, he stopped to take a rest. What a wonderful statue, he thought. I'll perch between its feet and keep off the wind. But just as he was folding his wings, a large drop of water splashed down beside him. Rain? On such a clear starry night? A second drop fell, then another. The swallow shook his feathers irritably. What use is a statue if it doesn't keep the rain off? When he looked up at the prince's face, he saw that the drops were not rain at all, but tears trickling slowly down from the prince's golden cheeks. Who are you? asked the swallow. I am the happy prince. Then why are you weeping? Because of what I see, answered the statue. When I was alive and had a human heart, I did not know what tears were. I was always rich and happy. My courtiers loved me so much that when I died they made me into a statue. Then they placed me on this pedestal high above the city. From here I can see all the ugliness and misery of the city, and though my heart is now made of lead, I cannot help but weep. Three more tears rolled down the prince's face, then he spoke again. In the little street on the dark side of town, a poor woman spends each day sewing at the window of her house. Her face is thin and tired, and her body is racked with grief. A little boy lies in bed in the corner. He has a fever and is crying out for oranges, but his mother is so poor that she can give him nothing. Please, dear swallow, help me take the ruby from my sword and give it to her. But I'm on my way to Egypt, said the swallow. I must fly on right away. All my friends are waiting for me and the snows will soon arrive. Just help me for one night, the prince pleaded, and be my messenger. The boy is so thirsty and his mother is so sad. So the swallow picked out the ruby from the prince's sword and flew over the rooftops to the little house. The poor woman was so tired that she'd fallen asleep over her sewing. She did not stir when the little bird hopped through the window and laid the ruby down by her thimble. The little boy tossed and turned on his bed, burning with fever. The swallow fanned his hot cheeks with his wings and then flew back to the prince. It's strange, he said, but although it's so cold, 
I feel much warmer now. That's because you've done a kind deed, replied the prince, and the swallow slept peacefully. The next day the swallow flew around the town, admiring the sights. When he passed the poor woman's house, he saw that the boy was over his fever and was standing at the window beside a basket full of oranges. Look, mummy, he cried, a swallow so close to winter. His mother hugged him and smiled. As the night drew in and the stars appeared to guide him, the swallow flew back to the happy prince to say goodbye. Can you not stay one more night, little swallow? My friends are waiting for me and the winter is almost here. How can I stay? On the dark side of the city, said the prince, there's a young man hunched over a desk. He's trying to write but the fire's gone out and he's too poor to buy fuel. His fingers are too cold to grip the pen. Pluck out one of my sapphire eyes and take it to him. Oh, prince, the swallow gasped. I cannot do that. But he began to weep. Swallow, swallow, little swallow, please do as I command. So the swallow plucked out the prince's eye and flew to the writer's house. The poor young man was sitting at his desk with his head in his hands and heard nothing when the swallow fluttered through a hole in the roof. The little bird placed the jewel on the table and then departed as quietly as he had arrived. Raising his head from his hands, the young man saw the precious sapphire and gasped with surprise. What is this? I must have a secret admirer. Oh, now I can buy wood for the fire and finish my story. The next day, the swallow watched the ships in the harbour preparing to set sail. His heart sang with joy. Tonight I'm going to Egypt, he cried. But nobody heard, and when the moon rose, he flew back to the happy prince. I've come to say goodbye. Little swallow, please stay with me just one more night, said the prince. But it's almost winter and the snows are coming. I must fly to Egypt and join my friends. If I don't go now, there'll be nowhere left for me to build my nest. The prince was silent for a moment, and then he said, There's a little match girl down there in the square. She hasn't sold any matches all day, and when she goes home, her father will be angry with her. She has no stockings or shoes, and she's freezing cold. Pluck out my other sapphire eye and give it to her. I will stay here with you one more night, but I cannot pluck out your eye. You would be blind. Little swallow, do as I command. So the bird plucked out the prince's other eye and swooped down to the match girl. He dropped the shimmering sapphire into her palm and she looked at it with joy. Oh, what a pretty piece of glass, she said, and she ran home laughing. The swallow felt so warm and happy that he flew back to the prince and said, You are blind now. I will stay with you always. No, little swallow, said the poor prince. Go away to Egypt. I will stay with you always, said the swallow, and he slept at the prince's feet. All the next day he sat on the prince's shoulder and told him stories of the strange lands he had seen. The prince listened and then said, 
fly over my city, little swallow, and tell me what you see. So the swallow flew over the city and saw the rich people in their beautiful houses, eating, dancing and laughing. Then he flew over the drab streets where the poor people lived and saw the starving children huddled together for warmth. When he told the prince what he had seen, the prince said, I am covered in fine gold. You must pick it off leaf by leaf and take it to the poor. So the swallow picked away the gold leaf by leaf until the happy prince looked dull and grey. Then he carried it to the poor. As he dropped the gold at the children's feet, the swallow was gladdened to see their faces grow rosier and to hear their happy laughter. Then the snow began to fall, soft and heavy on the rooftops. The swallow grew colder and colder and flapped his wings to keep him warm. He would not leave the prince because he loved him dearly and found the strength to fly up to his shoulder one last time. Are you going south at last, little swallow? You've stayed far too long. Kiss me before you go, for I love you. I cannot fly to Egypt, prince, said the swallow. I'm going to die. He kissed the happy prince and fell dead to the ground. At that moment, there was a sharp crack. The prince's lead heart had broken in two. Early the next morning, the mayor and the town councillors were walking by when they paused to look up at the statue. Oh dear, said the mayor. Just look at the happy prince. The ruby's gone from his sword, his eyes are missing, and his gold has peeled off. What can have happened? He looks no better than a beggar now. And what's this dead bird doing here? Throw it on the rubbish heap and put up a notice saying birds are forbidden to die here. It really is too bad. They pulled down the statue of the happy prince and melted him down in a furnace to make a new statue of the mare. But the prince's lead heart would not melt. That's strange said the foreman when he found it, and he tossed it carelessly on the rubbish heap beside the poor swallow. In the heavens, God asked one of his angels to bring him the two most precious things in the city. The angel who had been watching over them returned with the lead heart and the dead bird. You have made the right choice, said God. From now on, in my garden of paradise, this loving bird will sing forevermore, and in my city of gold, the kind, happy prince will live forever.